Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Well, here we are again. Welcome to another episode, and uh, we are here enjoying the wisdom of John Opaluski as he coaches us as pastors and leaders into a, a better future. And today, uh, we're going to be talking about this podcast, The Destination Versus the Journey. Give us the backstory on that. Where did where did this come from? Jim, uh, several months ago, I was at our home church listening to our pastor speak on a passage of Scripture that, I, you know, I've heard that passage of Scripture <laughs> probably 50 or 60 times. I've read it, and I've heard messages on it. But that morning, I saw something in that passage that I'd never seen before. Yeah, uh, it was uh, in 1 Samuel uh, 16, and God is telling the prophet Samuel to stop mourning for King Saul and go to anoint the next king, go to the house of Jesse and anoint the next king. And I noticed that God didn't tell Samuel in advance which of Jesse's sons would be the next king. Yeah. He didn't give exam- Samuel the exact name. He didn't. Uh, he gave Samuel just enough to take the next step. Right. And I remember asking God, uh, <laughs> as, as our pastor read those verses, why didn't you just tell Samuel that David was going to be the next guy? Right. Yeah. And almost immediately, these words imprinted themselves on my heart. And I felt like it was the Lord speaking to me, saying, "Because I had something to teach Samuel." Yeah. Um, and and here was my reaction to that. My reaction was, "Really? I yeah. mean, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't yeah. Samuel one of the greatest prophets right. and godliest men in the Old Testament?" And and again, I sensed these spontaneous words coming back at me. Yes. Quickly followed by John, you're so focused mm-hmm. on the destination. You're so focused on getting things done and i'm more focused on the journey huh you know i think god's focused on both but yeah uh and and so for the next five or ten minutes jim i didn't hear a thing our pastor (laughs) was saying and i I, you know maybe that happens to you but i was engrossed in this conversation with jesus yeah well i promise you your, your pastor prayed god speak to people today yeah. And so, you know, whether it's his sermon or just, you know, our divine direct word, those are both good. So the, you, you start learning about the destination versus the journey. You, you're a self-admitted journey guy. Uh, I'm uh, sorry, destination. destination guy. Yeah, yeah, you're all about, you know, getting there. But I, I think you probably experienced the same way. That, you know, you get there, and it really isn't, I don't know, it doesn't feel like that big of an accomplishment. I was just talking to a young leader yesterday, and his church has grown from 70 to 170 to 400 and, and like 20 over the last three years, last three summers. And I said, how's it going? He goes, it just doesn't feel any different. I, yeah. I thought when I got to a certain place, I thought when I got my destination, it would feel like I'm finally at Disney World, and it just, just feels like I'm still on my way. Right. You know? and, and I think that's that's pretty good. So how do you how do you enjoy, you know, embrace, learn from the the journey what do you have some thoughts for us to help us because every day can can seem like every day right and then you, so you get the special days the the mile markers the the big sundays the you know the accomplishments and and they're not really satisfying because there's always the next thing you have to go to right you have to kind of clean up the mess from the last thing everybody goes oh easter was great well they all went home and ate ham and you're sitting there cleaning up the auditorium <laughs> for four hours you know how how do you enjoy the journey well, let me give you a couple of thoughts on that, Jim. I think the first thought is this. Understanding the journey is the distance between your potential and your purpose. Hmm. Uh, the, the, the journey often includes, as you know, uh, testing and trials and, yeah. and times where we experience serious doubt. Um, I think even failure can be part 
of the journey. Sure. Yeah. You know, in God's economy, failure isn't a death sentence. Right. Uh, it can be a stepping stone right. toward our destination. Um, I think God uses the journey to stretch us, to strengthen us, uh, and sometimes to prune us. Yeah. Um, and I need to remind myself a lot that the journey is never void uh, uh, of purpose, you know, that yeah. God leverages every experience, both good and, and not so good, to increase uh, our fruitfulness, to prepare us for what's next. So I think that would be the first thing is understanding the journey is the distance between your potential, which is somewhat fixed, right? Yeah. And and your purpose, which is somewhat fixed, yeah. but that journey in between really determines, am I going to get to my full potential? Yeah. Um, another thought is understanding that your journey is, is not just for you. It's also for the benefit of others. Right. Um, you know, I, 26 years ago, went through suicidal major depression. I was yeah. the lead pastor of a growing church and um, never had that. It, that was not in my career plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I didn't understand it, but God amazingly leveraged all of that pain to allow me to speak into the lives of leaders. I wouldn't be doing I, what I'm doing no. today without that experience. Right. It's allowed me to speak at a level into the lives of leaders and pastors and churches that I could have never done without that difficult part of my journey. So your journey is not all about you. Right. It's partially about you. Can I ask you a question about that, Sure. John? So there's a lot of talk <clears throat> recently about transparency. Yeah. You know, do you, you know, I think back in the day, 26 years ago, depression was, was uh, a bad word and, and it, it kind of invoked the mental illness stigma or whatever. Right. But today, if somebody's on a journey and they stand up behind a, a pulpit and they say things like, I'm really struggling, right? hey, my wife and I, hey, the kids or the, my finances, and I've been there or I am there. Do you th- I've heard a lot of people say, you know, really, people identify more with you if you're human. Do you think it's at that? Do you think we need to resolve all of our conflicts before we talk about them? Or do you think it's okay to talk about them as we go through them? Um, I think if we wait to resolve all our conflicts before we talk about them, we're not going to talk about very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do think that pastors are works in progress Yeah. who pastor people who are works in progress. Right. And um, so is there is there a, an inappropriate uh, way to do that? You bet. Oh, yeah. You sure. know, and I think we have to be wise, but... People relate. They connect to our weakness. They connect to our struggle. They're they're somewhat put off by our success in some way. And uh, so I, I I hope that answered your question the way you were you were. Yeah, because I think I think I think I've I've seen it. What you said. I've seen it. People take it too far too soon and say, "Man, my wife and I had a huge argument this morning," and it's not funny. Right. And it's not transparent. It's just it's just bad leadership. Yeah. And others say, you know, in every marriage, in every financial journey, in every church, in every you know leadership conflict. We're talking about the fight he had with the deacons the night before. But he's talking about leadership conflict. I think I think there's a way to protect the people that might be harmed by transparency. But. I, I agree. I think that, that this journey is not just about me. And when I share my struggles, it seems to identify more with people yeah. than when I, I share my victories. What, what else do you have? Like, what other things are there to, uh, about the, the journey versus the destination? Um, here's, a, here's a point that I want to make sure uh, we get to. And this is understanding the journey toward your destination involves hard work. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you're not going to get to your destination by tapping your heels together and wishing for... <laughs> 
yourself to magically arrive there. Um, you know, hard work can mean a lot of things, Jim. Uh, but but today I'm primarily thinking about the steady, daily plotting kind of effort it takes yeah. to move the ball down the field of your mission and, and right. your vision. You know, even though even on those days when you're not feeling it, uh, you put one foot in front of the other. You work diligently, even when your emotions are saying you won't survive this. You you're right. never going to make it. No, you just get up and you work hard. Uh, yeah. I, I want to tell you this story about uh, uh, there's a book I read a couple of months ago. It's got a terrible title. It's called Fail, <laughs> but it's really an awesome book. Mm-hmm. It's a very introspective introspective book and and. This story, I think, kind of lends to what I'm I just the point I'm just making. You know, I, I think sometimes we think that um, that we're going to reach the destination in one fell swoop, right? It's just like this: we're going to get shot out of a rocket and we're going to get there. And in most of the time, it's day after day yeah. doing the right things yeah. and and being patient and waiting for the fruit to come. So J.R. Briggs wrote this book, Fail. And uh, he tells this story about his son, Carter. He says, a few years ago, our oldest son, Carter, who was three at the time, was helping my wife uh, plant a vegetable garden, putting seeds in the, in the dirt. And so, he, you know, he put on his gardening boots and his gloves <laughs> and helped mommy until, uh, you know, J.R. Briggs calls him in, cleans him up, and puts him down for a nap. Yeah. So a few hours later, uh, <clears throat> Carter wakes up from his nap, opens his eyes, and says, Daddy, are the vegetables ready yet? <laughs> Yeah, And so Briggs continues to use that as a, he, he talks about it this way, how often in leadership do we ask, are the vegetables ready yet? Right. You know, is the growth evident? Where's the fruit? And, and we can get impatient when we don't see the results that we're looking for. Yeah, I think I, it's funny. I had the same sort of story. I remember we planted carrots, went on vacation, came back, and they had sprouted up. And so I, I systematically pulled up each carrot to see how big it was and put it back on the ground again. <laughs> and was surprised when, you know, when I came back from, you know, a couple of days. I remember, well, I'll just wait for a couple of weeks, and, and then I'll come back. And I, I basically killed them by pulling them up and looking at them and putting them back down again. Right. That impatience is, is uh, not uncommon, you know. Yeah. So it, it, I'm a leader, and, and I'm— I'm on a journey. My journey is kind of, it's not coming to an end, but I recently had a heavy revy that I'm 134 months away from being 65 years old. Okay. That's, that's a that's terrifying. That's kind of funny that you're looking at it. Yeah. In a, yeah. In that level of detail. <laughs> well, I was in a seminar and I wasn't listening, just, uh, just like <laughs> you're talking about. So, but I, 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 it occurred to me, I have so many things in my heart left to do. And I yeah. have so few days, it appears, you know, to pay off the mortgage of this church and hand it to the next generation, to feed the million kids in Haiti, to, mm. you know, the goals that, that you have with Converge, you yeah. know, the number of, of leaders leading well, leading healthy. Um, you know, that, that's, that's, a, that's not a journey in the sense I'm going to Disneyland. That's right. a journey like I'm going to walk to China, you know. Yeah. But, but now I, I'm watching my days evaporate, my, my months you know, say, well, it's 130 some months. Don't worry about it. Like, nah, I'm old enough to know that 130 some months ago was yesterday. Yes. And so I assume that 130 some months from now is tomorrow. So what? There's almost a pressure in my heart right now to get this done. Right. Is that a good pressure? Is that a bad pressure? Is that is that part of the journey I should be embracing, mm-hmm. or is that just me being panicked because I'm getting old? And help me in my midlife crisis, John. Here's, okay. It's a counseling session. I'm paying you now. I'm hourly wage. <laughs> 
not all pressure is bad, you know. Um, not all stress is bad. Uh, I think about um, the stress of getting ready for a final exam, you know, and, and that stress causes me to study. It causes me to apply myself. Um, I think where it gets out of hand and, and unhealthy is where that pressure doesn't allow me to sleep. Mm, yeah. It doesn't, it, it forces me away from the relationships in my life that are most important. Um, when I'm uh, so stressed out that I'm either eating way too much or I'm not eating <laughs> enough, uh, I'm fatigued, I'm irritable, mm. um, then I know I've crossed over yeah. into an unhealthy area. So there is this, you know, I have my. Uh, 2025 goal, Jim, on my whiteboard in the dream quadrant, yeah. influencing 25,000 yeah. leaders. 25,000 leaders by 2025. By 2025. Yeah. And I still don't know exactly how we're going to get there. Yeah. Um, but there is this pull of that, and it drives me. Where it gets unhealthy is where it drives me into a place of anxiety, depression, and the other things that I mentioned right. already. So I, I don't know if that helps you kind of process that. But, yeah, there's a sense, you know, I'm, I, I, I have less than I have less months than you do <laughs> to get to 65. And yeah. I do think about that. I do yeah. think about, God, is there going to be enough time for me to be able to really reach that goal that I think you've placed on my heart? And uh, the answer to that question is I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm just going to work. Uh, diligently every day, going to try to move the ball down the field, be open to new ideas, ways to reach more people, yeah. but at the same time, be healthy. You know, that, that phrase, I don't know. If you were asking Samuel on his way to anoint the new king and say, who's the new king? He'd say, I don't know. Right. Where are you going? Well, I do know where I'm going. You know, why are you going there? I know I'm going there. What are you going to do when you get there? I know what I'm going to do when I get there. So it's funny. There's that one missing element that makes it faith. Yeah. If I, if I knew that all my goals would be accomplished, I, I think would almost it, it, it take it from a, an entrepreneurial adventure to uh, a factory job where I connect this nut to this bolt and every time it works. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I think that element of faith, and it is too big, and there's not enough time. Right. And And it's it's never going to work unless God does what only God can do, and then we'll sit right. back and, and have enjoyed the journey and enjoyed the destination. So thanks, John, for yeah. sharing that. I, the, the other thing uh, coming up here in the next episode, we're going to be talking about uh, when your calling gets tough. I mean, there are some hard, hard seasons in leadership. I, I would say specifically in pastoral ministry where you're right. working as hard as you know how to work and the church is deacon-possessed or, you yeah. know, there's a, just hard seasons. You, you know, you're doing everything right and nothing, nothing fruitful is happening and you get discouraged and it's hard and... You know, there, there's schisms and divisions and, man, it's just social media today and opinions and people leaving your church for another church. And, you know, I, that, that's a huge, huge issue in the ministry. You want to just kind of whet our appetite for that next that next episode? Sure. I, I, I think what I'll, uh, I'll try to do here is tell you what it's not going to be about. Uh, I'm not yeah. going to tell you to try harder, <laughs> and <cheer> work longer, <laughs> uh, pray more, although sometimes, you know, that, that's, that's part of the answer. But it's going to be extremely practical. Yeah. We're just going to talk about four practical, like, hacks, you know, that yeah. will get you to be able to weather the storm. And, you know, the truth is, Jim, you're either 
heading into a storm, <laughs> you're in one, or you're on your way out of one. Yeah. It seems like life is like that. So that's yeah. what the uh, the next podcast is going to be about. Looking forward to it. Well, we encourage you, if you've enjoyed this podcast, to like it, to share it, and to uh, talk about it with your friends. If there's anything that can be done for you from Converge's end, just let us know. Uh, your comments are appreciated and we monitored. And uh, in the meantime, thanks, John, for sharing your wisdom with us again. We look forward to the next time. 